Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world. Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We've got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing. The greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our Triad membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. Well, I have a couple more updates. Um, let me just quick breeze my endeavor because I don't think it's worth spending too much time on it at this point. It's it's one of those where I'm going to have to hit him with another ultimatum and see what happens from that point. But just quick pass, right? Had to let them know contract is what it is. And unless we can change it, nothing's going to change. They just have to be okay with it. And I got the sense that they were wor- more worried about me calling them out. And I understand they're... That's what it is, but I'm a straight shooter in the world of sensitivity, and I've not stopped. I'm going to continue doing that because I would love to have the contract change, frankly. Um, the contract is good. It pays me decent, but it doesn't pay me what I should be paid. And you're like, well, if you're paid decent, what's the problem? Because you got to understand that I have a rate as a contractor, and my rate is my rate because it accounts for a lot of things. My rate accounts for what I would want for my cost of living to be maintained, But it also accounts for any benefits I need to pay for. It accounts for anything I need to buy as far as profit, like I need to improve my audio or improve my lighting or improve my desk. Like I'm actually debating buying a new desk and I've gone back and forth with this business. And I just decided, you know, I don't need a desk. I need a partition and that. So there's a lot that goes into the decision of what my rate is or should be. So I chose the rate and I've never needed to go above the rate unless if the client starts asking for stupid things, which some of them do. In this case, I don't need to do any of the stupid because there's not that much to it because I have flex to work around it. However, what they were unfortunately saying in the negotiations was that, okay, well, we need whatever we need. And I said, great. But they have these caps on things and the caps don't work, brother. So now... I've accepted the contract with the caps. I'm cool with it as is, but it's arguably 30% lower than what it should be as far as the rate. That means that I'm not as flexible, right, of doing anything. There are things I'll do and things I won't because the rate is not what it should be. Second to this, there are caps in how much can be charged over whatever period of time. And because of those caps, I've said, I understand what how you feel and why you feel the way you do. And I'm not you know, it's, I'll work with you, but there are certain things that you cannot have as a result of not being willing to pay for what you should. If you were willing to pay for what you should, we wouldn't have this conversation. They didn't like that answer, but it is what it is under contract. So right now 
what I'm working on is to try to get in touch with the, the ultimate executor of the contract, the one that put the whole thing out that, that said we need to get someone. That person's out of the office because of Independence Day coming up here soon. And once they're back in the office, I want to chat with him, see what we could do, get the contract renegotiated, get to the point where I'm paid what I want to be paid, the rate I want. If I get to that rate, then I can open up a little bit. I can be a little bit less of a of a jerk about it because that rate pays me very, very well to the point that I can easily uproot and do anything or I can purchase what I need. Um, it's a lot of money. And so that's number one. Number two is I want no limits on when and why I bill. So I want to be able to say, if I want to, if you want this, I'm going to bill you straight up five hours flat and you have to pay that and you will pay it in a week like that level of control. Right now I have some control, but not ultimate control for the client's benefit to make them happy. I want the contract renegotiated to where it gives me ultimate control so that I, I can make them happy. And that's normal. This is normal negotiation. Just like, again, you can't tell a plumber what wrench he or she's going to use. That's where I want to get to. So that's where I'm at. And I don't know if it'll go anywhere because of the way the contract was done. I don't know if it's going to be one of those where they say, well, there's nothing we can change because this person was there and blah, blah, blah. don't know. So cryptocurrency, folks, has been on that wave, right? Uh, like you think in the stadiums and they do the wave. That's what it's doing now because it's going back down again. Someone on YouTube speculated that it was pretty much America that was dumping on cryptocurrency. I don't disagree with the reasoning behind that statement. I would argue, though, that we know that there's some Ukraine that has been dumping because they were using some of it for war coffers. I speculate there's some Russia for the same reason. I theorize that there could be other countries that are also selling for their own reasons or possibly due to FOMO, right? They, they see the red candles and they think it's all whatever. But here's where, where I kind of dissent ever slightly. And I want to stress slightly, not greatly. I want to stress that I think that what we're experiencing right now, we did have slight run in June. So I feel a little bit vindicated because I got that part right. We did have pretty much a decent, it wasn't a great, but we had a decent level of a run in June, as I had initially predicted. And that bodes well to me for the future, that we should get to a point of recovery. We just don't really know when and we don't know how we can sustain it. And we have to expect peaks and valleys en route to whatever that's going to be, meaning that it's not going to be as easy as constant climb. And I'm actually fine with that. I don't I've never supported when cryptocurrency just, you know, climbs, 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 because then the crash is harder to deal with. Right. So if you're getting into different cryptocurrencies, whether you took my advice on the core tokens or you made your own strategy, either or. If you're getting into these different cryptos and you see that certain ones simply aren't performing, again, I go back to the fundamentals in cryptocurrency and I always look at what is it that it does and what can it do. That same YouTube personality actually did a video very recently. His name's Bleeves. If you, we have an episode on the podcast with him, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Uh, go back in the archive, listen to that episode. Very good episode where he talked about, I believe I put that on YouTube, at least snippets of it. But he talked about the, you know, what's going on with Colt Dow, which is one of the projects that he keeps getting hammered about. Like some of his listeners will always keep saying, because he has a lot of uh, followers and they'll keep asking Colt Dow, Colt Dow, because Colt Dow is really hot and heavy popular. And it's the same thing, right? Social media gets all kinds of crazy hype and 
if you've heard me, you've heard me say, I don't cover ones that get unrealistic hype on social media because those tend to fail faster than the others. And I don't know why that is. Well, he had done that coverage and it was, it was different. It was different than any coverage I had seen him do, do before. And it was kind of weird because I've never seen him do it that way. He did a great job in the way he did the coverage. It was very similar to the way I would have done where he went through the base fundamentals he saw and saw nothing there. And he figured now he was a little bit more adamant in his, in his statement to his followers than I would have been. But I think his reasoning was sound. I think his review was excellent. I gave him a shout out multiple times and, and then went back and forth on social media with the, some members of that, you know, cult cause they admit they're a cult, right? So just a quick background. I'm not going to give them too much airtime, but quick background on this cult Dow. They are not my coverage for today, by the way, but just, I want you to understand it in case you hear about it and the reason I didn't ever cover it. So apparently, and I've never been in it. I've never followed it because too much hype on social media, but apparently the, some members of the Satama community took, and I will take credit and I don't care who dis, who disagrees. I will take credit for starting this movement, this organic movement. I've always referred to Satama as a cult because of the person who leads it and the fact that you had so many people come out and they stopped. They've been quiet for a long time. So many people come out with this rust we trust. They created a hashtag. They made it trend and they were acting like a cult. Like this guy can never do wrong despite the fact he's failed you multiple times since the failed November 13th event. And I called out multiple times leading up to the event. I posted all that on our YouTube channel at Basic Cryptonomics that I said, here's the history of what I had said leading up to that event and the warnings I had that nobody listened and where I was trying to help them. This was on Reddit and everywhere else where I was trying to help them stop making these mistakes. And I was trying to get involved the best I could and I was being ignored over and over again and all these failures. And I made pretty spot on predictions in terms of the CERTIC audit for the initial side of mask and everything else. And then people like Teddy Ganja had tried to get involved and tell them we, we can help you, but we're not being bleached, tried to do it. Like multiple people tried to help. And meanwhile, you had Jake again. I call him again because it's AIN, but Jake again, he's at that point, kind of the unofficial spokesman for Satama. He's heavily talking about it. He, as I understand it, he doesn't as much anymore because of the, in, you know, the number of failures that keep happening out of this. So it's this ongoing thing. And I'd refer to it as a cult because we still had this rust. We trust hashtag floating around where people didn't care. And they kept saying, you're just a fudder and you're just this, you're just this. And so crypto journeys, uh, apparently they call him Fudney, right. And, and believes and so many others, at, you know, Tammy, right. They're all, we're all talking about these issues and flagging things and, and nobody's listening to the risks that are out there. Now, here's where it kind of went south. Once this all kind of hits a fever pitch and they start seeing that people are like losing money with the side of mask and everything else, some of that cult kind of broke a little bit. It's nowhere near what it was before. And then you started seeing key, key members of the team leave and no longer associated with the project. And there's like this change. And then they got this whole new suite of, you know, offshore people doing development and everything. They claim they're trying to do it differently and they're trying to fix communication. They're going to stop them. all this. Right. Apparently with Colt Dow, they had taken some of these people from the community that had been part of this quote cult. And I don't, I can't confirm this. I'm saying apparently, and they went and somebody spun up a token called Colt Dow and they built allegedly a Dow around this. That's as I understand it. And again, I'm going off ex parte that, that their vision was 
you can find something that you want funded and you can vote on it as a community and we will fund it as a proposal. And I, again, because of the hype on social media, I completely ignored this business. Bleez's coverage, which I do recommend if you do check it out, Bleez's coverage essentially says what I saw when I watched his coverage, the same thing, which is you say it sounds good, but you don't really do anything. And it feels like your money's just being taken. And if you're trying to be in there for profit, the profit opportunity is lost because it's already had the initial pump and dump that happened off the initial hype. And so I, I see the same thing he sees. I didn't see that there was any reason to maintain the project, but there's this core hardcore belief that is very akin to a cult that remains in it. Right? So back and forth on social media. And there's this one person who's clearly a diehard and he's talking about how, you know, if you, we will explain it to you. We do Twitter spaces da, 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 da. and I'm trying to help this dude understand that your, your site is garbage. That's fact. We, we see it's garbage. Please call that out. I see the same thing. It's garbage. It doesn't do anything. And well, everything with them is, did you look at the manifesto? Look at the manifesto. And I don't, it's like, that's, it's like worse than bubble because they, they position the site and their documentation, everything just like a cult. And then they're so fervent in belief. And then they speak to you. It's, it's very close to what you get in a real cult, in a fact. And so we gave credit. I think everybody gets credit for them being true to what they say they are. The only statement Blees ultimately made was, if you're in it, you got money stuck in it, get out because they're taking your money. If you believe in it, that's what I would have said, is if you believe in it, go on believe in it. But if you're going to keep recruiting people into your cult, I question the logic of it. So, you know, I'm... I've purposely avoided all those ones that get hype on social media, unrealistic, I should say hype on social media for that reason, because I don't want anybody trapped into something that has no fundamentals. So it goes back to my original. Here's where I hit 360 you. I, for any projects that you are investing in, if you see that sums are not performing, I would, my call to action to you is to consider the fundamentals of the project. You always hear me say that. What does it, number one, more, more often than what does it do, that, that matters, but also the, just the base fundamentals, right? If their site doesn't do anything, if their site is just a cool, flashy thing and doesn't tell you anything, doesn't give you names and faces, at minimum names, if nothing else, ideally gives you some profiles, ideally we understand the person, ideally that, and when this guy talks about Twitter spaces, understanding that outside the crypto bubble, People don't use social media. There are people out there that just go to a search engine and find your site and they expect to learn something. So your site is critical to understand that. And ideally maybe have a Reddit presence because Reddit is exposed to search engines. Like I would challenge you as a call to action, make sure that it's got some fundamental analysis behind it and then consider whether it's worth investing in or it's just one of those profit things. If it's one of those profit things, that's fine. If that's your strategy, I'm saying that in this bear that we're experiencing and it just got worse because it dumped again, you just have to come to grips with the fact that those projects are likely not going to last, which brings me to my ultimate update for today. It's not an underdog token. It's actually a token I covered on the YouTube channel and I'm bringing it to the podcast to bring it to attention because I know there's a larger audience here. I covered a token. I have a follower on YouTube's name's Jeff Capital. I'm not sure if he's on the podcast. If he is shout out to him. 
but he had asked me to cover a token called Stacked Finance on the Binance Smart Chain, I believe it is. Stacked Finance, I looked at it. I didn't see that it was bad people. However, the one thing that stood out to me, first of all, they had all this risky stuff with the wallets that I didn't support, like this wallet's locked, but this one's not, and all this crazy stuff. And and the cherry on top was they did a pre-sale through pink sale. And I've said, if it's a pink sale pre-sale, I'm less likely to support it because what happens is all of those will exhibit the initial pump and then the dump. Open stream world, the way they try to get around that is they created a vesting in the pre-sale to where you can only cash out like 25% or whatever of your tokens every month. Well, people just dumped and they cash it and they dump and they cash it and they dump and they cash it and they dump. I don't believe there's ever been a pink sale pre-sale that has thrived. Uh, Crypto Vault did a pink sale pre-sale, crapped immediately after launch. It has somewhat of recovery now because it has a utility and I think it's a great project and they were able to get more people to do the certificates and the certificates initiate a burn every time they do it. So they built something that it's almost like they knew there was going to crap. But again, I always say with these projects, I wish you wouldn't do the pink sale pre-sale because it seems like it never goes well. Stacked Finance responded on social media and they said, oh, pink, you know, pink sale has been good to us. And And I told them. It, the problem is you're always going to have this initial pump and dump and it's going to be hard for you to recover because every single one does that and never heard anything back from this. Well, I ignored it. This was uh second week of January or June, sorry, second week of June. And I ignored it because they're whatever, they're in the bubble. And again, a lot of these projects, they just get in this groove where they think they know and they're not listening to these flags. Now, of course, now that I'm a certified auditor, it's easier for me to identify them for what they are. Back then, I wasn't certified, but I saw the same risk, which was if you have that initial pump and dump, and this is my message for you, if you have those projects that do the pre-sale, imagine what that's sending the message of. It's sending the message to people that happen to hear about it on social media. Get in now, because on the day this launches, you're going to make some money, and then you're going to get out. That's not sending a message to holders at all. Meanwhile, on the side, you've got people that in good faith might be wanting to hold the project because they were brought in on Telescam or through Reddit or through Discord and they're off to the side and then they get harmed by that. So then the way that they got around this was through reflections, right? By the reflections or be a rebase or some other gimmick that says, oh yeah, they sell, we're just going to redistribute their tokens to you and make it sound good. But if we've watched, we see that those rebase tokens and there's a whole big math around this where we learned that the rebase and the reflections don't really truly benefit you. In fact, the rebase type tokens, if not done by the traditional method, meaning positive and negative, actually might harm you. With the reflections, the reflections don't matter because you're never playing catch up. The math means you have to be a whale, essentially, in order to get enough reflections to offset whatever's the damage. So now that we know these things, I've never supported the idea of advocating for the pump and dump by doing the pink cell pre-sale because pink cell does not by itself do anything to prevent the pump and dump because it cannot. And they ask you to do vesting and all the other, other things, but the vesting isn't the right answer because you just piss people off. Everything that these tokens try to do to avert the disaster never works. So stacked finance, I learned later, this was just uh, yesterday or the day before, that as of the 15th, I believe it was, and this might have been Telescan, which is another thing I called out with them. They had told 
the people in the community, they were basically quitting, giving up and taking the money and running. So it's essentially a rug pull because people lost, lost their money on this thing. And I had sent a message on YouTube, haven't heard back, I don't think, from Jeff just to make sure he's okay. And he took profits because I didn't, like I said, I called out some significant problems with that one. Because you got to think, if you have this project where, see these token devs, imagine you're a token dev. You, and it's something that you wanted, like say you're serious and you want this to be a thing and you want it to succeed. You got to understand and appreciate the stress that goes along with a community that you create. And it's a growing community of thousands of people, right? I'll have to tussle with this at some point, presumably with the triad membership. You have a community that's growing and thriving. You set unrealistic expectations upon them and they should rightfully hold you accountable for what you say that you're going to deliver. So if you say, this stack finance is going to go to the moon deep, deep, and you're going to do make all this money. And I've got this passives and the rebates are going to do this. And you're going to be millionaires in two years or whatever. They make lofty promises that they cannot. If you've listened to any of my coverage on the YouTube channel, you've heard me frequently say, okay, you can't sustain these. Even with Libero, I've said some of these are not sustainable. And I think you're going to have some issues. However, if they're doing what they told you to do, it's okay to write it until they're not. Right. So with Libero, it was paying the passives. It continues to pay the passives. The passives are somewhat lower on the core token. They're still the same on the Binance USD, but the volume isn't there. However, it's still doing what they told you in terms of paying passives. The rate is now being jacked up because they made bad decisions. And so now as an investor, you have to make whatever choices you need to, to protect your portfolio. So for certain naysayers, and this was mostly YouTube that say that I'm overly defensive of a thing, I think it's fair to say that in every coverage of Libero, I've always been critical of certain decisions that they've made, but in underlying, it's it's doing what they told you to do. In the bank, I said, for now, they're shifting strategy away from the bank concept and they're shifting over to the miner. So you have to decide if that makes sense for you. It doesn't make sense for me personally. I have a small, like $7 in the miner just to watch what it does, but I'm not gonna behave it because you can't do the auto compound without essentially being a whale in it. So I'm not going to do it because I don't support something that only supports whales. Could they change it? Sure. But right now that's my decision. Stacked finance was a different beast because stacked finance built it under this premise and then was overly defensive about it fighting when I'm telling that at least they responded liberal wouldn't respond for like five months, but at least stacked responded. So I gave them kudos for at least responding and I'm trying to help them say, look, I just feel like you made a mistake with that pink sale. When they introduced the stress of the, the what they were building, saying this is what you're going to get and we're going to make you rich, and then they do the pink sale pre-sale, you introduce immediately pump and dump risk to your project. And because it's pump and dump and you're doing it during a bear period, it means you're going to have people that are nervous to buy into your project after it craps. That's why I think the biggest mistake Stack Finance made was doing the pre-sale. Everything else was fixable, but the pre-sale was not the moment they put it out. The reason they did the pre-sale is simply because they needed to build some money up. I gotcha. But what happens? After it gets to a crap point due to the pressure, due to the stress, and this is all my theory, I wasn't in the telescam, but I saw the same thing with Earn Hub, which used to be Safe Earn because the same thing happened there. After all this, the pressure, the stress gets to them that they can't, they can't deal with the negative feedback. They can't deal with the upset investors. They can't deal with the pressure of the fact that they can't recover the project. And so they quit. They give up. 
which is a risk of every project that you have in your portfolio. And I want to make sure you guys stay safe, which is why I always give you calls to action to key in on the fundamentals of a thing. If just because it sounds good or just because it's getting hype of a thing or just because it's copying of another one, those aren't key fundamentals. Key fundamentals are I want to see who is behind this project. I want to understand who is ultimately making this happen. I want to understand their credentials. And I'm not necessarily talking about that they've done a token before because as we learned with Car Salesman 2.0, that's moot. Car Salesman 1, moot. It doesn't matter if they've done a token before. That's another fallacy. It really doesn't matter if you've done a crypto before because you might have been a failure at the other crypto and that's even worse. I actually would rather see that you don't necessarily have another crypto or if you do, you weren't involved to that degree that you let it. You might have just been a mod or something. That's cool. What I really care about is that you have business credentialing. You have business understanding. You have finance understanding. You have legal understanding outside the crypto bubble knowledge and understanding because the crypto side is nothing more fundamentally, nothing more than a business strategy, a vision of what we wanted to do, and then a plan to execute, which is all business. Everything is business. The setting up of a domain, that's a business mentality. Designing a website, making sure it's up to date, that's a business mentality. Social media management is a business mentality. Reputation management is a business mentality. I would want business skill sets. I would want them to know that these people have business skills more so than whether you've done a crypto before. That doesn't matter. In fact, it might even be to the detriment of a new project. So my summary, and I'll wrap up. I With Stacked Finance, it's unfortunate what happened. It wasn't unexpected, though, because I saw that the way that it was built wasn't well thought out. And when it's not well thought out and then you create undue pressure with the investors, there's a risk that your developers could just basically drop ship and leave. And you'll lose all your money in that sense if they choose to do that, which is why I always say it comes back to whether you trust the developers to take care of you. And you can only know that after some time. What happens is people get in off the as early as they can to do the pump and dump or they see the pump and then they'll hold it because they believe in it. But I've, I've never supported that strategy. The only project where I've ever done so with base consistency was Libero. And even then, I had sold off profit off the initial that they did. And they did a pre-sale, but it was within their own. It wasn't pink sale. And it was controlled. And you had to be already in the ecosystem to even participate. So they put hoops in there that limited who can get in. And then they put hoops in there to limit the pre-sale and everything else. So they Or the pump off pump and dump. So they did some stuff to try to mitigate it. Even then they didn't have a lot of popularity. Most of the people in Libero came in after the pre-sale. No problem. But I immediately sold for profits as it was climbing because I was not going to hold it. And I can always just buy back in because I knew it would go back down and it did. So that was my strategy because I don't initially trust any dev. To this point, I don't truly trust the Libero devs because I see they're making these decisions. However, I just said, Liberal's still doing what it told me. With Stacked, I could not even trust the devs and it wasn't doing what they promised. With many of these projects like EarnHub, it wasn't doing what they promised. So for me, it's a time thing. You got to watch it over time. Is it doing what they told you? And does it continue doing what they told you? And if not, why? And everything else just kind of flows in your decision. And you, it's a mind shift. You're, you're thinking of it in terms of long-term, not short pump. That's hard for people. It's extremely difficult, and I understand that it's hard for people. And I'm not suggesting that 
you can initially or immediately do it. I'm saying that I believe, in my opinion, that it's necessary, especially in the bear market, if nothing else. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is that Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.